0: The story is the proof of the scam. And we have to subtly change the acceptance of what is the scam. Because bank accounts do not freeze. Uh, Not everybody is a widow. Not everybody, if you're divorced, your wife has slept with your best friend. So there are certain categories that we can put people in. And we can say categorically, if this is what they have said to you, it is a scam.
1: Scam Rangers, a podcast about the human side of fraud and the people who are on a mission to protect us. I'm your host, Ayarit Bigger Levine, and I'm passionate about driving awareness and solving this problem. Welcome to Scam Rangers. Today's scam ranger is someone who really helps victims closely, in particular victims of romance scams. And not only does she help victims, she also does whatever she can in her powers to help prevent scams. Ruth Grover joined the Royal Navy in the UK after school. Then she was a police dispatcher where she met her husband, Jeff, who was a police officer for 30 years. When Jeff passed away and she was widowed, some things happened to her, and she'll share them with us today. I'm really, really inspired by Ruth and her colleagues who work at Scam Haters United to help people. Welcome to the podcast, Ruth. It's so great to have you here.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: So tell me a little bit about Scam Haters United, how you started it, what happened to you? You have a personal story there.
0: Yes, It. It did happen all quite slowly. Um, in two thousand and eight was when my husband passed away after he'd after he'd retired. I put widowed on my Facebook page because it asked for status, and not very long after that, I was contacted by a four-star general in the U.S. military, which I'm in England, so that was quite unusual. And he wasn't the only one. Um, I very much have a background where proof is needed you call me you know into police control room i'm going to ask you questions so i started to google and i was really shocked at what i found because it wasn't what i was expecting um the realization that criminals were out there actively hunting for vulnerable people was something i just couldn't turn my back on so eventually after a lot of research i decided to do it myself And our first Facebook page was born. By the time I started that page, oh, I hate scams. They are so destructive. They manipulate. They ruin. A scam is a terrible act of cruelty on any human. I was watching TV that night that I started the page. And there was a football match, but soccer game. I was watching Manchester United. I felt it was right. United, we needed to be a team. Work as a team, think as a team, and act as a team. United means together. We must work together with this. So it wasn't a throwaway name, it was something that I felt inspired me. As part of our volunteer group, we've got women from the UK, across the USA, an Iranian Canadian, Germans, Greek, Romania, Latvia. We're here for everybody. Where we don't speak their language, we use Google Translate, but we never turn anybody away. It may not be perfect, but we can communicate. That's amazing. And
1: uh, I really like how you were watching a a game by a soccer team and taking that Manchester United happened to be the name, but that whole concept of a team, and I, I, I really agree that the only way to address this problem is to work as a team work together collaborate and i think all of my guests when i ask them what they're hopeful about they talk about the collaboration and the industry and really seeing cross functional stakeholders coming together to to solve this problem so how do you help victims you you met, you mentioned a page so we and we'll definitely put all the resources that you provide which are many on the in the show notes But tell me a little bit about how you help victims and if you can share a few examples of stories and how your team
0: has helped victims. There are a few ways that we can help victims because we get the victims themselves and we get families. We get a family who comes to us saying a close family member is in an online relationship. You know, the father's died, the mother-in-law's got herself a new man. We can research the pictures used speak about the stories given and verify the scam, which is important. We need to give as much information as we can to verify it is a scam so that we can move forward. Um, Scammers invest a lot of time and emotion on the victim. So trying to get a victim out of a scam, we're bursting bubbles and it's not an easy thing to do. Let me think about a woman on a dating site. She was in her late 30s. She met a professional-looking man with a son. It quickly blossomed into romance. And, of course, a future was promised. He had a small son and the woman was not able to have children. Now, being a mother to this little boy was a very big part of this scam and a very cruel part as well. He was away, working away, as they are, and for some reason his bank account was frozen. So she started sending money as he was overseas on business, but they were coming home to her to live as a family and basically happy ever after. Long story short, she sent lots of cash, took money in as his bank account was frozen and people wanted to send him money. So she took it in for him, Converted it to, you know, other means of payment, and sent it on to somewhere else. There was Bitcoin. There was iPhones. There was, you know, a- again with this little boy, um, stories around the little boy. I mean, she even went to a fair and saw some minions, and this little boy loved minions. So she went on the stall and she won him a minion. That was how much. She was invested in this. After a year and $100,000, deeply in debt with very little, but he was coming home to her. By this time, she was mixed feelings, but if he came home to her, she was going to get the money back from him. She went to the airport and stood there with the welcome sign and the gift for the little boy. Well, you can guess what happened. She called him when, when she got home. And she was so depressed and so desperate by the time she got home. She had a pile of pills in front of her. And she said to her scammer, I have nothing left. All I can do now is take these pills and die. Her scammer's reply was, well, you've got to do what you've got to do. That's heartbreaking. I'm quite thankful for that cold-hearted response. Because then she talked to a friend and... That lady's a good friend to me now. Another one, because we do have a lot of very, very sad stories, people do not realise the ultimate toll that something like a romance scam can take. Um, A mother-in-law was talking to a man on an oil rig. She had a friend. He was coming to see her a few times, and, of course, he never came. She asked her friend to talk to his friend. He was getting on so well with this lady, he would like his friend to have the same love. So they agreed and and they talked to these two men for quite a long time. They used to meet up and plan their lives together because these two men were planning on buying big houses near each other so they could all live as friends and close together. The one thing they never shared was how much money they were sending. Never mentioned that to each other. Again, long story short, because these stories are long. The first woman came to a friend really, really upset. She was homeless. She'd sent everything she had to this man. She'd lost her home and she had literally nowhere to, to sleep the night. So she went to see her friend. They talked about it a lot and talked. The friend talked to us about it a lot. And a few weeks later, the lady came back to me over something else. I think she'd been um, quite bothered by other scammers trying to contact her. And I said to her, how's your friend? How's she doing? She picked herself up. Oh, no, she said. There was nothing. She couldn't take it anymore. So she took her own life on May the 1st. It really affected me because it it was not what I expected. And I, I just went cold. Were they talking to the same men, you think? They were talking to the same room full of men. Mm-hmm. Because the scam is not a one-to-one. It is a team. And the team work in a room. So they are different characters in the scam. Some of the kids, some of the mothers. I've got one at the moment. Is talking to an ex-wife. Um, but, you know, they are different characters in the scam. And it makes the scam go more, it sounds better if there are a lot of characters in the scam as you would have in a life. So it carries it along. And of course, you've got a room full of people there all wanting the same thing, as much money as they can get right. from the people they are talking to. So what? what
1: how do you help victims? You mentioned uh, Google search and reverse image searching as well in what other ways does scam haters united help victims
0: the good thing if there is a good thing about scams is the fact that scammers buy formats which are scripts so you find that although they might be on an eurig they might be um in syria they might be a general you find that the basic Uh, story that they've they've said is very much the same so we can say to to somebody um, you know oh he said he's widowed well yes yes he is oh his wife died of car crash cancer or childbirth now nine times out of ten it is one of those three so it gives us a little it gives us a little bit in because we can anticipate what they're going to say. If they're divorced, they caught them sleeping with their best friend and they couldn't stay with them, so they had to part. So we can flesh out, without being told, what they've said. The story is the proof of the scam. Most people like to know who the person is in the picture. Most times you can find out. But if you can't, it's the story of the scam that tells you what it is. So, so to clarify, when you talk
1: to these victims, they don't want to let always to let go. They might reach you actually when they're in that phase of despair when they already lost a lot of money. Um, and then you help them maybe get out of the scam by understanding that this is a well-known story, that there's a real person who's gone through identity theft, whose pictures are used. And that's a way you actually help the victims, and then you provide support as a community to show it's not just them, it happens to many people, and they shouldn't feel shame and they you know it, that that level of support.
0: I can honestly say of the thousands of victims I've spoken to over the years, I think a hundred percent at some point, usually at the beginning of us talking about it, the victim will say. Oh, and by the way, I don't mind the word victim because a victim means somebody's done something bad to you. You haven't done it to yourself. Somebody's come and done something bad to you. We hope to turn them from victims to survivors. They will say to us, I feel so stupid. How can I have been so stupid? That's not true for a start. They trusted. Um, They wouldn't do this to anybody else. So why would anybody do it to them? They trusted that was their that was their worst thing, um, and you can't you can't blame somebody for being nice. So we've got to turn that around. Hating themselves is not going to do anything for anybody, and it's not going to help them move forward. We do have a very good group that is just victims. You know, it's not official counselors. It's not, but. People can go here and they can go in the group and they can say things that they couldn't say in their, in their life. Like, I know this sounds really silly, but I miss him. Or I can't believe, you know, I didn't look into this. Now, there's always somebody else there who will say, yeah, I was like that. That was the same for me. And that helps because then they are not the only person in the world who's actually gone through this and who's actually fallen for it. So that, that seems to help a lot. How many roughly, if you can
1: provide a number of victims that you helped?
0: I don't know. I would think we, we take on board maybe 200. We have a lot of people who come back to us a lot. So we have a lot of repeat people. Um, Uh, The current Facebook page, which isn't our first, it's our third, but this one's stable, the other two we lost. Um, We've got 67,000 followers on that page. We've got 28-something on Instagram. We've got 35,000 followers on YouTube. We've got, um, you know, the the scamhangersunited.com has got seven million hits on it since it's since twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And over that time it, it has built up, you know, we are very busy, but we must get I bet we get a hundred unique victims a week, possibly more, because we're answering on Facebook, we're answering on Instagram. They're sending us emails. They're answering on the Google blog page. So it, it's really difficult to quantify, but there's a lot. <laughs> and what what would you say,
1: um, is there any typical class, I would say, of people that demographically that reach out, age, gender, origin, that reach out to
0: and seek help? When I first started, it would have been over 50s widows of, of any um, social standing. Um Because when going back then, they very much chose their victims from Facebook, like they did with me. I had a profile picture so they could see who I was. I had widowed in my bio so they could see what I was. Then they moved to or or they expanded to Instagram very much. I mean, we've always had them on dating sites, but not as many as now dating sites are flooded. But when they first started to move to Instagram, it changed the demographic a lot because they weren't always obvious who they were picking. So they would create a profile and some silly words and what I call, and excuse this, spray and pray. They would just send out hundreds of requests and see who they got. So you might get lots of grannies. You might get lots of older women. You also get lots of 30-something mothers. You also get lots of somebody who might be a lawyer, who might be a teacher. There isn't, these days, there isn't a demographic that you could say they hit on. It is right across the spectrum of everybody. We've had them, I think the youngest we've had um, for romance scams. Um, are, are sort of in the 30s and because people go on dating sites we get younger people coming from there TikTok has a younger audience again and TikTok is just flooded I, I'm not quite sure if there's any real people on there um, you know where, where they will make one account on one platform they'll make 100 on TikTok and just send them out And we go back to our room full of scammers. So we've got a team in the room. That team works 24 hours a day. They are working shifts because they are scamming right across the world. So they've got to be there for every time zone. So they literally have a shift pattern. So they get everybody. And we
1: talk a lot about how they're well-orchestrated, organized crime. It's not sporadic. It's, it's really a team working shift and, and very, very organized with their stories and their, their patterns and everything. You publish a lot of information about stolen photos that are used to impersonate military men and workers on an oil rig and just poses people who are away. And as you shared with your story, they're coming soon back to live with their loved ones that they developed a relationship online with. And we know that many of these photos are are actually identity theft. They're stolen photos of people online. And that's how you can detect with a reverse Google image or any image search. But what is the impact
0: on the real men whose photos are stolen? Completely changed and blighted. You've got to remember that these people do not have a choice. You have somebody in the background who is going through, and Instagram's been a gift, going through social media, just picking out and making photo albums of whoever they think is good looking enough. Um, they don't have any choices at all. Now, you know, when certainly when places like Instagram and I suppose Facebook came along, people put their lives on there. They loved going on holiday and putting their pictures on there not thinking somebody was going to come along and steal them now i see pictures that i saw at the beginning you know i've seen pictures for 15 years the same ones used because they were stolen you know way back then they can't stop their own and worse their children's pictures being used social media came in everybody shared everything and nobody really thought of anyone lurking in the shadows to to steal them Sadly, um, once a victim knows they've been through a scam, many decide to search and find the person in the pictures. Now, I will say at this point that a lot of them search and they find everything about the man. I wish they'd done that at the beginning. If they put this much search into right at the beginning, the world would change because the scam wouldn't, couldn't happen. Many that we talk to get hundreds of messages a week. I mean, some of the worst used get hundreds of messages a day. Many think they are the real ones that scam them. They get accused a lot. Some ask for their money back. You know, some say, well, I think you should pay. I've paid $30,000. I think you should pay me back. Some think they're going to get married to them. Um, One businessman we know in California, um, he is an art gallery owner. And so his business is quite open, quite public. He's very easy to find. He picked up the phone one day and a man started saying to him, stay away from my wife and send the money back. So he started to explain what had happened, his little story story.
1: He already knew that he's a typical victim of identity
0: theft, right? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So he he did, he started to explain, but the man was having none of it. The man said, I know where you are. If you don't stop, I'll come there and put a bullet in you. Now they were just words. Wow. So he threatened him. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of those words, you can't just take them as, well, I wonder if he will. And that changes everything. It goes from being a nuisance to something very dark, you know, in your life. We've got a couple of Marines, uh, one in particular, who left and went into real estate. Went out one day to do his normal calls that he he did round his, his houses. Got back to the office and there was a woman sat there waiting for him. Thinking she was engaged to him. And again, had been sending money and thought he'd be very pleased to see her because she'd found out where he was. We've got lots, lots of these. Uh, a man who's a sea captain who lives with his husband in Denmark, lady from Germany, came and knocked on the door because she'd been in a scam with him and somehow found his home address and went to see him. I mean, luckily, this is... You know, these men are really kind and really nice. But they get very, very upset about these. Yeah, I can um, just imagine. The one that that really sort of bothered me a lot was um, a, a guy that we talked to was in the Air Force. And he was travelling home one night and he got a phone call. And it was his flight command. And they said, are you okay? Uh yes. I've just been to football practice. They said, oh, can you come in and talk to us as soon as you get back? So he did. And they'd had a call from a woman to say that he was suicidal and she was very worried about him. She wanted to break off the relationship with him, but he'd said over and over that he was going to kill himself. So she found out where the the flight was based and she contacted his superiors and said look please can you check on him because he's suicidal now he, he didn't know what to say so he explained I mean, most you know most of the most of them have to explain this a lot in their jobs
1: so he obviously he wasn't suicidal it was the scammer who was trying to continue to talk to the victim and to, to convince her to send more money i'm wondering what's going to happen now with the evolution of ai which has been impacting scams a lot so First, I wanted to talk about deep fakes, right? So in the past, we would say to victims who are in the midst of a Roman scam, try to get, or as a best practice, try to get a video call. If they don't agree to a video call, it's a scam. But now they can do video calls too. So they stole
0: these images. How do they create video calls? At the moment, most of the scammers are still doing them quite basically. Uh, The ones that we see... They have some software that they can um, speak and move their face. The scammer can speak and move his face. This reflects on the person they're pretending to be. So the words come out of the mouth and the mouth moves correct. The eyes move and the face can move, but you still have the African voice. So that's, I would call, deep fake
1: 1.0. And so in in that case that you just explained where the the voice or the accent is, doesn't make sense to the origin, you have the native English speakers potentially will identify that and the non-native English speakers probably will not.
0: Yes, because you've got people who only, only speak Spanish, only speak Thai, only, you know, and they can't recognize. But seeing him move has not got to be enough and many people say i know it was him i saw him move that is not enough so they have to go beyond that the ai is going to be a problem
1: we have deep fake 2.0 where you can actually do a voice clone and an uh the the video so basically and i've seen a a movie that was published 2 years ago by Denzel Washington, where the whole thing was synthetic, the AI was fed with photos of him or maybe video clips of him. And then the whole video was fake. That's going to be very, very tricky to be able to give signals to the victim. So video today is not even
0: proof at all. So what is proof? No, Um, I have been told and I haven't tried it, that if it's a deep fake where they're using the face and the voice, um, they can't turn the head. The, the For the deep fake, the head has got to be looking forward. Excuse me, if that's not right, that's what I've been told. <laughs> even if it's,
1: even if, by the way, even if it's right today, tomorrow it's not going to be right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, I want to go back to something I said a while ago, that the story is the proof of the scam. And we have to subtly change the acceptance of what is the scam. Because bank accounts do not freeze. Uh, Not everybody is a widow. Not everybody, if you're divorced, Your wife has slept with your best friend. So there are certain categories that we can put people in. And we can say categorically, if this is what they have said to you, it is a scam. Exactly. Now, we might have to work harder to convince them of that. I'm hoping we can change, just change the way people think so they accept the story. I mean okay if we can say um right they use we have a, a british celebrity that they like to use on an oil rig he's called paul hollywood now paul is very easy to find on a reverse image search so it helps us a lot they can they can deep fake all they like um but we can say categorically that is paul hollywood that is fake the problem is going to come where we can't trace the the man's face which is it's here because with ai there
1: are many applications today that you can use to just create a fake image create an image of a military a guy in the military or an oil rig worker and you have a new image you can't reverse search it because it's not a real person it's ai generated today and i i agree with you hundred percent i think at the end of the day what these scammers are doing is they are using the human psychological elements. And the reason they invent the story of the oil rig worker or the deployed military person is they, that's a justification on why they're not always available, why they can't talk, why they can't come back for months. And that's a good excuse for them to continue the relationship because otherwise it would be they would have to be more available, they would have to be able to do video calls. So I agree the fundament and the grooming process as well you know you t- you talked about the story with the young boy and the fact that she couldn't have kids that's probably something that he learned about her in the very early discussions in their relationship and he got her to be vulnerable to share that information about herself so he can tailor his story and we hear that a lot in relationship scams and i agree with with what you're essentially saying is no matter how advanced technology is the psychological elements of the scam are going to be the same. So that's what, that's our hook. And that's where we as people are trying to seek, you know, help for these
0: victims, that's, that's what we can rely on. Yes, and we need to. We need to not have the focus, focus on the picture because, as you say, it's going to come a time when we can't use that. Um, The psychology of the scam, they just know what works. It's not rocket science. They just know what emotionally works. And that's what makes it so cruel, you know. Because once the emotions are so badly hurt, that's really difficult. I have to ask you, you mentioned so many
1: platforms and how people are scammed on these platforms. You mentioned Facebook and TikTok and dating sites and Instagram and every new social media platform, the more it's open, the more of an opportunity that is. So how are you working with dating sites and social media to make a difference and take down fake accounts? Because you you probably have a lot of reports of fake accounts from, from victims.
0: Oh, we, we get them constantly. We get them every day. And I am not over-exaggerating. At the end of the day, we've had about a thousand fake accounts reported to us every day. So a thousand every day for six years. Wow. Yeah. We we used to work closely with Meta. We do still have a basic reporting form that which takes some accounts, but we used to have a way of sending them lists of the worst accounts uh, by email, which does not happen now. We're very flexible with working with social media. I really would like to get back. The collaboration's taken a detour. We would be more than happy to get back on track with Meta. We agree completely that being able to take a fake account is important for the scam victim, for the photo victim and for everybody. And to just send a little message to the scammer, we've been able to hit you.
1: Yeah, and I might add that I'm sure that social media customers, which are the advertisers, are probably not going to want to be advertising to fake accounts, right? So that's another stakeholder that probably cares a lot about
0: accuracy in in the accounts. Yes, I I always say this because advertisers have large advertising budgets because they think their adverts are going to be delivered to you know as many people as possible i'm not sure they would like to spend those large advertising budgets when their advertising is served up to fakes so it is something for meta to think about Um, we don't have any contacts with dating sites one of the worst sites for scammers is tiktok we have tried with them we still we still haven't We do belong to a large and very important group where we can report bank accounts used in scams. That's very useful. Uh, We can talk to law enforcement and get advice because I don't like giving advice if I haven't had the advice from the right person. We can share knowledge with others and even get victims' referrals from them where we can help victims that might have gone to law enforcement and, you know... We take them from them and, and and help them. Within this group are hundreds of others that we can share knowledge and information with. Because your group and and
1: groups like yours that are you know doing different things globally are really talking to victims, and I definitely don't see social media, and I don't think they should be, uh, or you know dating sites focused on victims. That's not their business for sure. But any intel that they can get to make their services better um, I, I think is is very critical and I think every every scam fighter or as I call scam Ranger has their area of expertise in this ecosystem if it's law enforcement, if it's justice systems, if it's the it, it's I call it the scam life cycle, right? From the moment someone receives a message or a text or, some relationship starts, and is scammed and not just for Roman scams but every every step of the way until the transaction like the sending money part to the realizing it's a scam and reporting everyone has their interface and speciality along the way and what you're where you are is very unique because you and and especially the, the teammates who work with you some of them have been scams have been victims and you have the empathy and the understanding of what the feeling is and what they need to to get this support. So it's so critical
0: for everyone to work together. They do. And also, one thing that we have to do when we talk to people, uh, and we've got to do it fairly quickly, and it does help ground a bit, I think, um, but we have to do a bit of damage limitation. A lot of romance fraud is not just getting the money from the victim. It's identity theft. So they want their bank accounts, they want their copy of their passport, the copy of the driver's license, because maybe the soldier needs it to prove to his commander he can come home on leave. Um they want all the details they can, sometimes even the social security number, from the victim. Now, once this victim is out of the scam, all that information is still in the hands of the criminals and they will use it so we've got to advise them I call it damage limitation you know we've got telephone numbers they can um, use and places they can go to to the credit reference agencies to talk to them and the social security number people so that they can put markers on their accounts so that nobody can try and um, open an account with their details, and so that's something we've got to get them to do. They can they can grieve, but they've got to do the practical things as well because it's dangerous if they don't. Absolutely, and we just talked to uh,
1: Ronnie Dukaszewski in 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 the previous episodes, and uh, learned from him. The fact that it's not, the scammers don't just do romance scams. They don't just do one type of scam. They, they do anything that they can. So today someone is a victim of a romance scam, so they're out of the scam, but their numbers, their information, the fact that they were a victim of a scam opens up, I'm sure they're retargeted by someone else at some other point in time with a different kind of scam. And that's really, really important to educate even
0: even scam victims. Yes, because sadly getting a bank account from a victim is very easy because the victim is completely wrapped up in the romance and she wants, she or he wants to please this new love that they've got or this ongoing love that they've got. So of course, if he's in trouble, she's in trouble. Yes, you can use my banking. Yes, I will open a bank account for you to use. And So it is extremely easy to turn innocent people into money mules and they don't know it. They have no idea that this has happened to them, but they've got to guard against it.
1: Yeah, their account is taken over and they either know, they either transfer money themselves unknowing what what the nature of that money is or... Or their account is completely taken over by the scammer and just transfers money through that account.
0: And they never think about it. They just see money going in, money going out, and they think, oh, he's doing that himself. And they just leave it and feel quite happy that they're helping him.
1: Yeah, and they don't know that they're actually involved in money laundering, which is a crime Uh, that may be prosecuted for, and obviously, hopefully they won't be found guilty because they're unwitting and a victim themselves, but... It's, it's that still going through that process.
0: It is very distressing for them when they are implicated in that and maybe have a knock on the door. It's law enforcement. And this is an extra layer that they've got to then deal with that they had no idea about.
1: I wanted to thank you so much for sharing everything. We'll definitely put all the resources and all the um, social media outlets and your website in the show notes. I did want to ask you one last question as we part. It's already... Hard to transition from sad stories and, and the sad reality of what's happening to hope. But I still want to ask you what are you hopeful about?
0: I want romance scams to be something that everybody knows about so that when anybody gets a friend request or a follow request, they look at it and think, oh, it's one of those scams and just gets rid of it. I want it to become common knowledge and something that everybody knows about. If they're on a dating site, as soon as they go away or as soon as they ask for money, oh, it's one of those scams and they block it. We need just awareness. We need everybody to know about it so that the scam never starts well thank you for
1: being part of driving awareness for this and i'm sure our listeners will learn a lot and definitely encourage everyone to share with your families share with your colleagues share with anyone thank you so much ruth for joining the podcast and for being a guest here i really appreciate you taking the time
0: thank you